to Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. Hi, this is an intro to episode 148 of The House of Swedish Mafia. I interview two of my friends, Adio and Aaron Flum, and I will apologize to you in ahead of time. Obviously, there's the three of us, and I only had two mics, so the audio is a little weird. But overall, it was a fun interview, and these guys have always been good to me when I was visiting or living in Sweden, so I hope you guys like it. And schedule for next two, the final two episodes is this. Episode 149, Just Say No, will be mid to late November. And the final episode, 150, with Russell Peters, will be in December. Now, if Russell Peters' episode is two parts, then one will be in December, and the last one will be in January. And speaking of Russell Peters, I will be doing one or two shows for him in Irvine Improv this coming Friday, Saturday, Sunday, November 4th through 6th. So come over, watch the show. And uh, don't be afraid to walk up to me and say hi. Um, I'm, um, you know, despite all the crazy things I've said in other podcasts, I'm uh, approachable. Um, so I hope to see you guys. And this episode is sponsored by Midnight Ice Creams. If you're looking for quality skateboard and clothing lines, please give Midnight Ice Cream a chance. And it's a company owned by my younger brother in Seattle, Washington. And a couple more requests, and I'm done. So if you're a listener of Houston, Texas, and if you don't mind me staying with you, please contact me at dumbyoshi at gmail.com or tweet to me, twitter.com slash yoshiobayashi. I need to stay, I need to find a place for the Super Bowl 2017, um, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which will be February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. So if you could help me, please contact me, and I appreciate any help. And two more things, and that's it. I'm helping my roommate, Randy Puga, to produce a couple of shows, comedy show, a monthly shows, and I, in process of getting this thing going, hopefully soon, with another Randy, San Diego Randy. So we're tentatively trying to plan to have a two shows, one at Brad Improv, and second one at Madhouse in San Diego, California. So. Maybe within a month or two, maybe around January or February of next year. Check their website every once in a while and see if there's a show called Randy and Randy's Show. And I'm trying to use the show to help my roommate, Randy Puga, to get some experience in stand-up comedy business. But I want to do a show. Hopefully, it will be um, somewhat pro um, not somewhat pro drugs or pro marijuana show because uh, I'm sure some of you probably heard me talk about illegal magazines. I'm trying to help that magazine uh, through using this comedy show. And hopefully, I could sell some of their t shirts and magazines and so on and so forth. And if you don't know what illegal magazine is, uh, to give you a quick um, explanation, it's a basically a magazine written by addicts and former addicts and started in Copenhagen, uh, Denmark by a gentleman named Michael Olsen and basically it's trying to help um, 
end uh, drug wars and trying to con trying to treat drug issues as health issues and not moral issues. So basically, um, people will sell this magazine in the street, and I think uh, if you sell the magazine, you keep 40% of the proceeds in Denmark and London, and you keep that money to buy drugs, 60% will be returned to the publisher, and this will prevent people from committing crimes and prostituting themselves. So anyway, um, that's... Um, I'm involved with that, and I think I will be the U.S. representative. Hopefully, we have Illegal Magazine U.S. version in San Francisco area. And um, I apologize, it's 3:45 a.m., so I'm kind of spaced out. And finally, I will be traveling to Europe either last week of December 2016 or January of 2017, first week. And hopefully, I get to do a couple show in London and Sweden, and two more things i'm going to visit friends and hopefully one or two meetings with illegal magazine and um, tweet to me or if you have idea for places to visit in europe i have a couple of days in addition to the shows and visiting illegal magazine so anyway i'm blabbering so i apologize and um i'd like to thank um stan chen and karen chen uh, all the years of uh supporting me uh, Ernie for doing the audio and of course you know Randy Poog has been very supportive and let me stay with him and I appreciate him trusting me and uh, I'm, I'm ever grateful and of course the, the Peters family um, you know Russell's brother Clayton Russell Peters Rosanna uh, Russell's mother and their assistant Eddie thank you very much you guys been great help and um, uh, I, what can I say? You treat me like a uh, family member, and I appreciate it. And I want to end this uh, intro by saying uh, it was a great weekend because I saw one of my friends, first time in two years, Maury Shobizowitz, and that was, uh, it was really, really good to see him. So anyway, uh, sorry for the long intro, but um, I hope you guys like this episode and um, enjoy the last two episodes after this one. Thanks, and uh, go Cleveland Indians. Tomorrow's the last game, Game 7, World Series. I hope, I hope they win. All right, thanks, and talk to you guys soon. Bye. Wait, which one did you do before, Aaron? I did uh, one extra episode of uh, T.S. Knoss, you know, the podcast I'm doing. Uh, because uh, How's that doing? I heard that. It's doing really well. It's a Comedy Central show now. So first we did an extra episode about South Park because uh, their premiere, premiere is starting soon. So and then we did an uh, just an ordinary episode of TS Knoss. And well, I, I'm a little I'm a little confused because and now they, they don't have a problem when you talk about the marijuana stuff. They're cool with that. Uh, Comedy Central are cool with that, yeah. Yeah, but I mean they're new in Sweden, so they don't know it's forbidden here. I see. I'm guessing. I don't know. I, I remember one year Bill Burr was here. Three years ago, yeah. I know one of the Scandinavian countries he did really well. Another one bad because one of them didn't have Comedy Central. I'm assuming that probably was Stockholm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm here with Iron Flam and Adil, and uh, I, very short podcast. I know you have to leave soon, right? No, uh, no, no. It's just you know we were supposed to do this like hour hours ago? ago, hours ago, man, and now we're here, so we might as well do it properly. Um, so how was your trip? I know that uh, you got back from Oslo. You did a TV show there. How was that? 
That was uh, fine. You probably want to put the mic closer. Okay, that was fine. Uh, I, uh, I was, I went there to um, sort of uh, investigate anti-Semitism among the m- Muslim population. What, what are you signing about? This was mailing, right? No, I haven't mailed him. Why can't you? I'm actually being recorded right now because you must pause it. <laughs> you got, we have. A so that's uh, yeah. I lost my train of thought. No, no, but they specifically. <laughs> the idea is going to keep doing this. You went there for the television show in Oslo. They're specifically looking for anti-Semitism in among their Muslim population. Yeah, but is that kind of understood? That it just. No, not really, because they don't really have that many Jews in in Norway anymore, and it's because they helped Gestapo round them up and send them away to the camps, like you know, uh, when the war was going on and stuff. So, um, uh, being a Jew in Norway uh, since the Second World War has been something you sort of keep under wraps, right? So you don't tell people you're a Jew or you don't walk around with a key. Well, so what did you do? That you flew there, you walked around in a Muslim well, neighborhood. They, they, they wanted me to go into a Muslim neighborhood wearing a kippa and you know surrounded by uh, hidden cameras. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to do like interviews, man on the street. Sure. Yeah. And I did that the first day, and it was fun. And uh, so you interview Muslims. I interviewed Muslims, but also normal Norwegians yeah. or ethnic Norwegians or whatever you want to call them. And we got some funny reactions uh, based basically on my line of questioning. Sure. Um, and then... Do they hate the Jews, like, uh, idea of Jews? Because some, because quite often my f- Jewish friends who travel Middle East, they always say things like, I hate the Jews, but when I say Jews, I'm not talking about Jews specifically. Yeah, well, most of the people I think that have uh, anti-Semitic prejudice never met a Jew. Right. Yeah. Just like and most people that doesn't like black people in America, they probably never interact with one. Or Muslims. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I've interacted with Muslims like Adil, and I fucking hate them now. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't used to be prejudiced, and then I met Adil, and now I'm like, they're a dirty, dirty, dirty bunch. Adil's our friends, and I stay with them. Um, what was the word that you used? What kind of outfit? Were you, I don't know what that is. Oh, the that, kippah? Yeah, what is that? Like the small uh, head thing. Oh, isn't that yarmulke? Uh, sure, you can call it yarmulke. It's oh, okay. Kippah in Hebrew. So you, you went there, so the second day you walked around among them as a tradition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I got nothing more than a few stares. That's it. Yeah. So it's fine, you know, not a problem at all. And Adil, before I, I went there, Adil was like, don't do it. They're going to kill you. Right. So uh, r- right now, I think Adil is more prejudiced against Muslims than I am. Right. And definitely more prejudiced against Muslims than Muslims is against Jews. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, they're probably not going to air it because they didn't get what they wanted. But yeah, I, they want something dramatic, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, you're, getting, I'm getting you're, like you're getting stabbed or something. Yeah, that's what I wanted. <clears throat> they wanted to they wanted to see Muslims stab a Jew, basically. Yeah. But the, it's the kind of same kind of shit you see in the states. They see footage from Middle East people burning shit, burning down with America, this and that. But I've been to Middle East many times. You never, I never seen it. And they show clips from America where drive-by shooting, cops are shooting black people, this and that. I haven't seen it. So they always show so they terrible sh- things so from each other. So cops haven't shot any black people in the United States. I didn't see that. That's what I you said. Seen, That's I what I heard you said. I haven't seen you it personally. You denied the fact, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're not fond of Jews, but like I, most, but most of them, they got better things to do. They got families to take care of. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, but I think, I mean, they did that. Uh, in Sweden, a television show here. Yeah, uh, they walked through Malmo with a kippa, and he got derided, and you know, sp sp people spat behind his back and stuff like that. But I think I think the situation in Sweden is also somewhat different than it is in Norway. Norway still has its welfare state completely intact, and no one is squabbling over resources in Norway. But Sweden is uh, it's a strange situation at the moment. You guys are making the transition, right? It's becoming less socialized in some way? Well, uh, I, I think our social security system is not really working as well as it used to. Mm -hmm. And partly because we're a multicultural country now and the system... And plus you don't have free oil like Norway. We don't, no. But, uh, but I mean, the Swedish system was always very solidaric if you were an ethnic Swede. And as long as they didn't have anything else, it yeah. was fine because... Uh, you have to understand the welfare system par uh, mostly represent people who already have a job and everyone had a job but they only use it if something happened to them losing a job or they got sick and things like that yeah, yeah. and there was a strong moral uh, concerning that because they had a strong culture of work from the Lutheran tradition in Sweden uh, and the concept that you explained everyone before, Janta, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now uh, that has disintegrated in the last three decades, and and I don't see it coming back. And also, uh, young, especially young Muslim or immigrant immigrant men, don't get uh, into the job market. We have a, a, a an unemployment rate of over twenty five percent for that specific demographic. Now, uh, we have good unemployment numbers when it comes to every other demographic sure yeah it's just those guys and they don't get jobs so they can either stay here and become drug dealers or they can <coughs> go down and fight for ISIS whenever they give unemployment number in states it's usually higher because they don't take account people who try to look for the job and they give up they don't put those people in account you know in the no? numbers so it's usually higher. whatever the number they usually give you it's higher than that you okay. know um, or they don't take account like when ha people have job, part-time job, and so on and so but forth. Let's but let's talk about you. Have you b have you gotten married? No. No, no. So you're still gay then. <laughs> You've been talking to uh, Adele. No, your mom. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I've, I've been talking to Adele, but too. That's right. You went to Japan. So the. the, the yeah, I, I did go to Japan, and I loved it there. Yeah, you yeah. went with the dead girl from a uh, uh, dragon with a dragon tattoo. I did. Yes. Yeah. Um, you get the reference if you listen to the previous um, episode. Our Ma how, was, how do you say Malma? Malma, yeah. Yeah. Why? Why the more ethnic tension there compared to Stockholm? Well, I think they have a higher percentage of ethnic groups there. Yes. And um, say that the integration came way way earlier in in Stockholm where in the 70s and 80s most so they're used to that most immigrants that come came to Stockholm early and we had a much more working social right. system back then and most people that came from those countries that came especially the Muslim countries were people that fled from Islam like we came here because we were Muslims sure so we didn't have maybe that big of an integration problem right for that reason because we didn't look that strange we didn't and, have and in Stockholm you're talking about by now second or third or fourth generation yeah right? but the thing is like for, for me and when I came here it was it, it, when we came here um, over three months old whatever it was not that uncommon you know yeah. but in Malmö I think a lot of immigrants came during the early 90s from yeah. the former Yugoslavia war and then the wars that followed after that so it's a bit newer smaller places 
who uh, who brought in quite a big amount of immigration and yeah. in Stockholm a lot of them came to the suburbs because you know if you look at area wise Stockholm is quite big but you come to suburbs so I think that's a big issue as well okay honest. and by the way uh, if it, the audio sounds weird because we only have two mics we had to uh, pass back and forth no 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 um, well, we want to hear you because you know that stuff very well um, uh, minus the being obnoxious part all right yeah. um, <laughs> so uh, what is what is it going down there? Uh, the, the, there's some. Was there another one of you, a comedian friend, went down there? No, no, no. That was a serious news show, but they did it because the but Jewish. Were, he wasn't. Uh, the Jewish congregation of Malmo has. Uh, uh, they've fled Malmo. They basically they they they're leaving Malmo. They can't live there anymore. What is it that bad? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, uh, you know, some places in Scandinavia now are. Uh, Effectively, especially in Sweden, we have uh, places that are labeled no-go zones. For Jews? For anyone who doesn't belong to those areas. I, I see. Mean, uh, we've had, uh, we have uh, uh, what you'd call riots, you mm -hmm. know, when they burn cars and uh, if police or uh, ambulance or fire trucks come, they throw stones at them. So. Yeah. The official society can't really get into these areas. Huh? I I think right after I left, maybe five or six days, maybe a week later, some neighborhood in Stockholm there was like a riot. They flipped over a car, burned like yeah. a police car or something. Yep. I don't remember what. No, but Swedish society has in effect lost control over certain areas. But your definition of losing control is completely different from ours. Yes, I mean, when, it's when we lose extremely, control, it's extremely different. Yeah. But I'll tell you a story because uh, the guy, the Norwegian journalist who wanted me to come to Norway now, yeah. he was the correspondent for a Norwegian television in, channel in the US during like the 80s. And he lived in a big block in Washington, D.C., where all the foreign correspondents from different networks lived. Mm -hmm. And this was back at, in the Cold War. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he has a pretty good uh, yeah, point of and, reference. And, okay. Yeah, and he, and he said he, he shared a, a floor with uh, uh, correspondents from the Soviet Union. Okay. And they were on, under orders. Not from, to leave. Uh, no, they were under orders to go out and find the worst places in America at least once a week and, and send back pictures. Okay. Uh, to use like, it as a propaganda, right? Y yes, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. To go to like the worst ghetto yeah. in Washington, like Northeast, yeah. and, and just you know show the type of squalor that yeah. that happens when you have a capitalist society. And they they filmed that, but they and they sent the pictures back. But, but did they it backfire? Backfire, right? It ba backfired because because they live still better than many of the Soviet than Union. Than everybody in yeah. the Soviet Union, they had color TVs, they had hot and cold water, they had amenities in the kitchen. Yeah, bullet uh, holes. Whatever. <laughs> Well, everything yeah. was better than yeah. you know middle class Russia, so it didn't really work. So right. everything is relative, yeah. But uh, we have now areas in Sweden uh, that aren't up to what we would normally call Swedish standards. So what does most Swedes say publicly versus what they really feel inside? Like uh, today, there must be some the Swedish Democrat. That's the cons that's the fascist group, I guess. Yes. There must be gaining some popularity. Uh, they right? are. They're, yeah. They've grown immensely. I mean, for a while during the worst part of the immigration crisis last fall, they were up over 21%. Right. Now they're back down to like 15, 16%. Sure. Uh, but um, also, our 
like the parties on the right, yeah, uh, like the Conservative Party and the Liberal Party, they're starting to put out feelers. What if to to the the voters? What if we start working with the Swedish Democrats? What if we form a government? Because at the moment in Sweden, no one can form a majority government, and our system is built on someone having a majority government, so you can actually affect things. Um, so what we have now is a social democratic. Can, I, can I ask? Can I? Yeah? Uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh, that happened in Italian government because they have a fear from the past, like uh, Mussolini having too much power. Yeah. So what they're trying to do is they make sure n no particular party become too powerful. But problem now is other extreme, which is it's so fragmented that no one have any power to actually pass certain policies down, right? Yeah. So is this a kind of similar thing that you guys are facing over here? No, really. No, no. no. We, we, we just... I think... Uh, you, Too many parties and... Uh, can, you Don't you have to make a correlation sometimes to make things happen? Is that No, but uh, the, the uh, alliance, as it was called, was the four right-wing parties. Uh, they ruled Sweden for the last eight years mm -hmm. and now it's a social democratic minority government together with the environmental party okay uh, and before that we had social democratic rule for like 80 years right um, and it was easy because back then 80% of the population voted for the social democrats but right. now it's like down to around 25% so. yeah so uh, now whoever gets to rule needs the support of either the communist party or the Swedish Democrats, which is the fascist party. This is a dumb question, I'm sure, for you guys, but I'm, uh, I'm American, but... Did they... Uh, they accept refugees just out of the kindness of a heart and, like, moral obligations? Yeah, partly. Swedes want to view themselves as good. Right. And we had open borders for 60 years. Not uh, inviting No, inviting the entire world, yeah. knowing full well no, not most Swedes, but our government must have known that no one is going to come here because the borders to Sweden aren't at the border of Sweden. They're in Greece, they're in Italy, they're in Libya, Morocco, Turkey, because we pay those guys to keep people out at right. the same time as we were inviting them in. So right. it was basically hypocrisy. You know what hypocrisy is, right? Yes. You know where it comes from? Uh, the Greek uh, word for actors, people who act like something that they're not. Precisely. Well, actually, it's a specific term. It's a sin in Greeks, mm -hmm. polytistic culture. The sin of portraying yourself as better or more noble than you actually are. And right. that's the Swedish national sin. Because being noble or good is not something you are. It's something you do. For Swedes, it's very important to be a good person. But wait, wait, wait. To be a good person or appear to be good in public? Precisely. Because what defines you as a good person is when the shit hits the fan, you stand by your principles. Yeah. So we invited the entire world into our country right. and they couldn't get here. But when they, when Greece and Libya and Morocco and everyone just said, Hungry we're not going yeah, yeah, yeah. to pay for this anymore. Let them just go to Sweden. Yeah. And they started coming. Then we closed the borders. So when we closed the borders, we did a bad thing. Right. Yeah. And that defines us, I think, as a nation. Now, some people have agreed that, uh, of course, Swedes have taken more people per capita than anywhere else. But in absolute terms, Germany have taken more people. Yeah. But I think some Germans are thinking long-term, liberal Germans, thinking their population is dropping, so they want to have more 
unlike the Japanese who refuse to have foreigners come into their country, which you're probably familiar with going there. Yeah, but they're going to have to <clears throat> if they want to keep their standard of living. Well, they're they're they don't want to make that they don't want to make that uh, decision at all. No. But they've the, tried the, to develop robots they, that can replace Japs, and that I mean that's not a big step. Yeah, uh, because as you know, Japs are practically robots. <laughs> But the as they are. But the <laughs> you're very comfortable with that word. Now, which one? Uh, Ro robots? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I was going to say, well, what the political. <laughs> but that's not, that's not okay to say nip, no, right? Jap is not okay either. Yeah, but <laughs> I think the politically correct you can't say, term. You can't say the N word because it's black shit. What, what am I supposed to say? Gook? Yeah. <laughs> is that okay? Slanty eyes. Gooks are mostly uh, Koreans and Vietnamese. I don't. I don't. I haven't heard too many people refer Japanese with it. Japanese are only Japs or Nips. Okay, I'll call yeah. you Archipelago Chinese then. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. You made me forget what. what, what oh, but the, the Germans, they recognize that more people they have, uh, their. Uh, it's, it, they're thinking like in long term it's good for economy mm -hmm. not to mention it does help to have group of people that think differently i.e. entrepreneurship for example like Steve Jobs is Syrian I don't, most Americans probably didn't know but his racial background he, he's a Syrian you know but, I did uh, not know that yeah he's, and I, I now resent him <laughs> Anyway, but uh, no, but um, but I think Germans thinking in a long yeah, term. Yeah, they do. It's a good, and short it's term, fine. it's not good because Merkel's taking a lot of heat for it right mm -hmm. now. Prime Minister of Germany. Yeah, but they have different labor laws. In the, the immigrants we've taken into Sweden, they have no school, so and they don't speak the language, and they come from a very different culture. So it's going to be very hard to get them into the labor market. Uh, it's already hard for immigrants here to get into. I mean, like second, third generation are not getting into the labor market. Uh, so, uh, I, I, I don't see how Sweden can solve this unless we radically change our system. Right. Or, I, I guess I'm very naive because when the immigrants show up in the States, even if they don't learn to speak English, they usually start their own business. Because yeah, but you can't do that here. I, I noticed that, it, I guess it's way more difficult to start a business here, right? Or get, yeah, just get a job is hard here. Uh, because uh, the level, the the, the minimum wage here is very high. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, somebody like Milton Friedman would say the part of the problem with high unemployment is when you have a very high minimum wage laws, or if you want to get rid of unemployment, you get a minimum wage. But that's just not going to happen in this country. You guys have a very strong sense of, I don't know, social justice, whatever. But um, people don't here. They don't want. Uh, there to be too much disparity between the highest income and the lowest income. Right. They want a very equal society. But that's just unrealistic, isn't it? Because some people can be ugly. It's been very realistic here for decades, but it was a historical uh, exception. Right. Yeah. And those times are not here anymore. It's a new world, and we need to move with the times or right. perish. And I think we will perish because Swedes have never been known to move with the times. For example, during the oil crisis in the 70s, part of the reason is they would not allow the gas station to charge whatever they want on the gas. So if you keep it X amount, 
what you're going to create is long line of people. But if you let the market, if you if you let the gas station charge fifteen bucks an hour, believe it, the line's going to be short because some people just will not pay that much. Yeah. So if you look, if you have a problem with the high unemployment. You get rid of minimum wage law because for the, a lot of the immigrants, not having job experience, that's the biggest problem. But you don't. Re we don't really have minimum minimum wage laws. But what I, I'm trying to explain it in terms you can understand. What yeah. we have are unions, and yeah. very, very, very strong unions, and the unions uh, are part of the labor market. We yeah. usually say that politicians don't set wages here. Yeah. Uh, it's for the parties on the market to do. So that's the corporations yeah. and they have representation, their own unions in effect. And then uh, the representation of the workers, yeah. uh, which are the unions. But no one is representing the people who are outside the labor market. Right. And, uh, because that's not part of the Swedish system. We're not supposed to have people outside the labor market. And you know what happened when you have a group of uh, young people? I'm not, it doesn't have to be any specific ethnic group. But if you have a bunch of young people with, uh, without a job, young they have men. too much free time. And it's usually not a good thing. No. Young men are horrible. As you know, because you've been one. Yeah. Or, I mean, as close as to a man as you can get, yes. according to Adil. <laughs> Once again, you've been talking with Adil. Yeah. <laughs> Adil, Adil is seriously... No, but he has some serious... Why? I don't even know why... <laughs> I'm probably the only one here who's not homophobic or, or racially inclined to talk to people and religion because you believe, guys believe that. I'm a, I'm a comedian. You guys are, you guys are Nazis. <laughs> I'm not a Nazi. I take uh, offense to that. I'm definitely not a Nazi. And you are an anti-Semite. You've always been an anti-Semite. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's a, that's a good answer. Um, it is. But it's just one religion. I guess in the States, ironically, because they care about people... They don't really care as much as you guys. So if you're recently an immigrant, you have no choice but to work or find something because they, they're just not going to give a fuck. Precisely. And that creates entrepreneurial spirit and whatever. Right. Uh, and, and a certain ethnic group will move to certain parts of the country. Yeah. Like most of the donut shops are owned by Cambodians in California. I have no idea how that started, but they will go wherever their people are. They help each other. If you don't have that mechanism over here or in Germany, you're definitely going to have a problem with the refugees. No, we're going to have a problem. You are having problems. Uh, yes, and I don't think Swedes could abide uh, to what we would call ethnic enclaves. Yeah. Because uh, Swedes don't want it to be like Swedes live in one area and Afro-Swedes in another area and uh, Japanese-Swedes in a third yeah. area. So, uh, because that offends the Swedish sensibility of uh, equality. But... But you're in this really uh, tough spot now because unless you change, what 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 what? No, I I I'm I'm what I'm seeing when I'm looking around our part of the world is social democracy is on its way out in almost every European country. Yeah, they're shrinking, they're losing their power, and it's fine. They won in the 70s basically yeah. in Sweden, so it's been a downward uh, spiral, spiral yeah. since then. Um, but. What I see is uh, Europeans are returning to what I would call nativism. That uh, tribalism is coming back into yeah. the mindset of people. So when they vote, they vote for f uh, right-wing national parties, yeah. nationalist parties, or uh, communist parties. Both yeah. both are part of groupthink. You understand? They, sure. they don't. It's not about individualism. It's about class struggle or ethnic struggle right. or yeah. So. Uh, 
what I see is a continent that's slowly, and not so slowly, but it's surely going to hell. And now uh, England has left the Union. Yeah. I don't... I, I kind of would like to say ethnically they do a better job assimilating, but you do hear some crazy extremist group in England as well. Yeah, know? sure. No, they have them too. Um, reason why Brexit is up here is nothing to Brexit has nothing to do with their healthcare issues blah the the main why they got so much population from it is just, uh, so many people behind it it's just a SD in Sweden same thing they only attack the immigration question when you go to England now the only difference is for like Indian Pakistan people look like me that yeah. they hate even Polish people even more so all yeah. of a sudden now you can like they, oh these Poles are coming and the Poles are coming. <clears throat> they have fucked up their own country for their own reason. They're idiots. England has completely they're fucking morons. Fifty one percent of that population has gone mad. But you I, know what I, I, I agree completely with Adil because one thing about the social democratic welfare states yeah. across Europe, you had it you know, Italy, Germany, yeah. France, Sweden, Holland. Yeah. Um these systems they aren't holding up in a globalized world, regardless of immigration, Regar right. regardless if immigrants come here or not. Our working class is being subjected to competition from working class people in other nations that can price themselves lower than our working class. Our yeah. working class in Sweden have a very high median uh, wage. Yeah. They have six weeks of vacation. They have free dental, free health care. Uh, retirement system is in place and uh, it's good I mean it's nice that people can make a living out of their work and you know they're selling their bodies for uh, 40 years to a company then they should be rewarded for it but unfortunately they can't compete with poor people from Singapore and and uh, poorer nations so well n now the idea so th these mm -hmm. systems they wouldn't hold anyway I mean, only exception is places like Norway. As long as they have oil, yeah. they could sustain the utopian place that the semi-utopian place that they have right now. But it sounds very tr tragic to me because advantage have un uh, immigrants because they have no choice quite often to do entrepreneurship. But if you live in a society that it's not um, conducive and like easy to start a new business. What the fuck are you having those people there then? I mean, you know. No, we, but the Social Democrats, they had no problem taking in fairly large immigrant groups for years and just paying them stipends and going like, if you vote for us, you can still get the subsidies and we will support you, but you won't get work because you're not getting into the labor market. But regardless of that, by now, uh, people that are children to those immigrants, they don't want to get stipends. They want jobs they right. want to be part of society right and they can't get in because of lots of reasons racism uh, the fact that you know maybe they don't read and write so well which is not their fault it's the swedish school system's fault oh it could be the, a, a, a common um business practice that most people know maybe they don't know maybe it might be precisely and it might be simple as return your phone call thanking them after job interview wearing a tie yeah. i mean it's, it, it might sound too obvious to somebody with a job but no if you no, come no it's from, cultural if codes and they're cultural everywhere codes, yes yeah. and and it's necessary and, and some people don't know you know so yeah. um 
That's why, you know, even with the accusation I get from friends overseas with racism, whatever in the States, I, I, it's pretty vibrant, you know, like you could, you can make adjustment. It's ironically, it's your life. You, you could conduct, if you don't, you don't want to learn to speak English, that's fine. But it's it, only person you'll be hurt by is you. So, yeah. you know, they just kind of throw people in the water and you just, you know, fend for yourself. But no, I, but kind of works for the Americans. I know? tell people here now when I go on stage that like because most young people in Sweden they're pro Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I try to explain to them that if you live in the United States then Bernie Sanders is a radical choice and Americans might they might need a bigger social security net or a, a more welfare state in yeah. their system. Maybe they do. But being but here it's not a radical thing at all and what we need are like you know a looser system because what you have here is a system that's handicapped the populace basically people here if they don't get a job they're not going to go into business for themselves they're just going to let the government take care of them yeah yeah because they think they're entitled to be taken care of and they're fucking not and because that's my tax money but but we we all both know the concept called opportunity cost. So if 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 you decide to do one thing, the cost uh, it's costing the opportunity to do something else. Yeah. So if you have a society that kind of handicap people, yeah, reward reward people for not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. that's that's never going to be good for anyone. You no. Know? Um, so what? Are you all pes door and pes pessimism, or do you do you? No, uh, for me it's lovely. You know, I've been bored in this country as a political satirist because there's been nothing yeah. to talk about, and now like every piece of shit is hitting the fan at the same time. Yeah, uh, it's as a citizen of this country and as a taxpayer, I'm sad and nostalgic for what we've lost. But as a political satirist, I'm fucking happy, and I yeah. have more work than ever. You know, I, I can just go around and just point my finger at stuff. It's just like, ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, I'm, I'm glad it's working out for you. Uh, I did buy a crossbow, though. What? <laughs> what? I did buy a crossbow. What have you been doing? Watching well, Game you know, of we Thrones? Have, <laughs> we have very strict gun laws here. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, how can I get a, a weapon that has a decent you know you firepower can, yeah um for a little amount of money that is apocalypse uh safe so i can you know after the apocalypse Wait, you could just buy one at the store no no i had to order it from the united states online <gasps> and and afterwards i've ordered it is when i realize oh a crossbow is an illegal weapon in sweden too you need to have a license for a crossbow i was like i'm gonna get fucking caught in customs yeah but it went through. I got my crossbow the other day. Like, I'm set for the zombie apocalypse now. All right. Are you being serious right now about the crossbow? What? Are you being serious about crossbow? Yes. Oh, Jesus. What do you mean? Why wouldn't I be serious? It's a serious <laughs> weapon. All right. Um, so you got back to Norway. Uh, have you done any other trips like that in the last seven, eight months I haven't seen with TV shows and things like that? Or uh, Not really. I went on a tour of Sweden with Ahmed. You yeah, Ahmed, yeah. who opened the Ari Shafir. Great yeah, job, yeah. I think. Well, the audience loved him, but he was speaking Swedish, so I have no idea yeah, what I know. saying. But um, Adil was laughing, and everybody was having a good time. So, yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah, no, I think, uh, like, the last year, for me, watching Ahmed... 
is uh, a lot of fun because he has always been good. But now, like every time he goes off stage, he just had the greatest set of his life. Yeah. So uh, no, I'm like, and I went on tour with him. I w I've been completely stressed out because of work. I, I I work too much. There's too many podcasts. Too many shows. Too much. And shit. you do, do a lot of writing jobs. You yeah. perform on the road. You yep. get in front of the camera. Yeah. Yes, I do, and I might get some sort of TV gig here in Sweden now for the fall. Now, do you? It could have been an idea, or somebody's made an interesting point. Now that slowly, even in the states, they're relaxing on the drug policy. Yeah. Do you think? Sweet to eventually relax on that? Yeah, 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 eventually. It'll take 10, 15 more years than everywhere else, but yeah. But come on, it's shit. You, you can notice there's been a shift. Yeah, you can read shift, articles but, in the but, papers but now about, you know, Colorado or shit. It's been a shift, but if we continue the same political climate with the parties we have, it's going to get worse. That is true. It's going to get way worse. If the FD, for instance, get more power, and the right wing uh, yeah the SD don't like marijuana they think it's a it's a black person drug it's gonna be a complete disaster on that front what 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 what's I mean I don't understand why why this irrational attitude about marijuana uh, because they're racist Swedes are racist motherfuckers they're fine with alcohol but any other drug is uh. well any any rational person would tell you chance of Sweet. you getting beaten and killed is most likely from alcohol than marijuana almost yes. what you know so i um how did your work with that magazine go the flaky danes illegal magazine yeah so uh i've been i, I think i've been talking to them a little bit but they've been very busy with london in Copenhagen so all the resources are going there so um, I'm, uh, we're kind of I'm in a little bit of a bump right now but I'm, I'm hoping that uh, maybe later this year once everything gets stabilized and caught up in those two places they will finally send one of the representative release release one episode one issue of uh, illegal magazine see a reaction in um, San Francisco because and both of you know if you're going to do something like that mo uh, you have a better chance of having success in California, especially yeah. in some place like San Francisco slash Berkeley area where people tend to be more liberal and open-minded about it. But um, but even for me, I noticed that there's been a quite a bit of uh, uh, change in attitude because, you know, we said this the last time we talked, when minorities, black, Latino, Asian kid die from drugs, very little reaction. But when you start seeing middle-class white family losing their kids you know goddamn well they're going to start having reaction you yeah. know so there's been more i mean the heroin and the opiate it's epidemic it really is i mean you um uh, where's that uh martha spaniards and there's another one nearby but those are like a super upper class area and and that's what's it called oxytocin Ox oxycotin yeah opiates heroin and that uh, there's a new one i keep forgetting but it's more powerful than the regular opiates too so um, the reason why people use heroin is because once they lose money or a prescription, only alternative is to get heroin. And somebody like Milton Freeman will tell you the reason why people die because we illegalize drugs. If you legalize it, 
it'll be regulated. So when you buy heroin, you know how much dose of heroin you're getting. But these days, when you buy in the street, you you really are taking a chance. Yeah. You don't know what's in it. No. You you don't know. So, um, European tend to be smart minus the uh, swing. But Switzerland, they give, if you're a heroin addict, they give you free dose. Yeah, they and give Denmark. Free. And what you think about Sweden is this, that we already have half the job done because we have that approach to alcohol. Alcohol in Sweden is completely monopolized by the state. That means that you can only buy alcohol either in specific shop that we call Systembolaget. They only sell alcohol day. It's not open Sundays. It's all closed early to, uh, Saturday open to 6 o'clock weekdays. You can't buy alcohol except for that if you don't go into a pub or a restaurant where you have to have specific liquor license which is difficult to get. So we have already implemented in Sweden that we don't want everybody to be an alcoholic. You want to be controlled. We don't want alcohol to come from alcohol. Side. We want the tax taxpayers, uh, tax uh, payers, to get that money back. But that's so a socialist idea. Yeah, that's it's wrong. Social, yeah, but, but I, don't, I don't mind if you if you say that we drugs are bad, uh, but uh, we we can't tell people what to do. But we can at least have some kind of control on it. Drugs, for instance, should be in Sweden. I'm telling every drug there is should be able, and you buy all of it from the fucking state. You have an internet account. You fucking order five grams of coke. That's your limit for each month, or 10, 15 grams of marijuana. You buy it. You get home. You have to do it at home, but you can do as much as you want to of your limit. If you want extra, you write in for some reason. Listen, I'm gonna have a fucking big party. I wanna have 20 grams of coke. We're not gonna leave the apartment. All that money goes back to the to, to the society because you pay tax on it. It's gonna get cheaper. You have no fucking criminality coming. Nobody's getting afraid to buy stuff. Nobody's fucking dying of overdose and shit like that. Why can't we implement that when we already have the implementing alcohol? Because they're fucking idiots and they're half racist because they think that everybody who uses these drugs are fucking immigrants. That's the problem with them. And it, it's, it's not only the problem. The problem is because drugs aren't or, bad. Or, or, drugs or, aren't bad. Drugs are great. People <laughs> are bad at using them. Uh, and I but like but freedom. But I think you should be able to buy alcohol wherever. Uh, and the government shouldn't say anything about it. I think that wishful thinking, that, 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 that's not even a compromise. I'm just saying that you can't just change 9 million people for 100 year of culture and saying, you know, you're bad. This is, you have to gradually have some kind of... This is the only compromise I can come up with. There is no other compromise. The money stays within the fucking country. There's no illegal uh, persons gaining on it. And you know exactly how much drugs there are in society and how much people are taking and for what reason. So what the fuck is the problem with that? Just don't make it illegal. Yes, don't make it illegal. We I agree with you. The drug war started with uh, President Nixon. It's a disaster because he has so many enemies. How does he go against minorities and hippies and white people that don't vote for him? There's one commonality with all of them, which was drugs. That's why he implemented this dr crazy drug war against his enemies. And many people that used to work for him, that's one thing. That one of the major things that they regret this drug policy because they, I mean, you're talking about generations of people in inner cities are wasted or liberal white people whatnot, you know? So yeah. um, I, I'm, I am cautiously optimistic because you, 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 the fact that middle class white people are talking and all these people are losing their kids to these prescription drugs, um, they're, they're talking, it just, Americans will do the right things eventually. They will do all the other dumb options first, then eventually they do the right thing, but it's gonna take time. But I think the fact that they're talking about it, I am a little surprised. I've lived there for over 35 years and I couldn't imagine 10 years ago with a somebody conversation, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
So I, I hope I hope uh, they would change. And it I here. think Adil is right. I think Sweden's system, if they just implemented the Systembolaget, the yeah. alcohol monopoly on drugs, uh, they would probably have a pretty well functioning society still. Sure. But as it goes now, I don't really see how it's gonna work. Uh, no, but that is the only way. There is no other option for Sweden. There is no other option for Sweden. I don't buy it. The other option is they continue doing their war on crime a la Nixon style, and it's not working. And we have the most deaths of overdose in Sweden, Europe, per no, capita. No, the second most. Second, okay, second Estonia most. has the okay, most. Okay, Estonia now. Se so how can we be the most... We're hardest on drugs, but we have the fucking most deaths of it. That means that we're doing something radically wrong that Norway and Denmark implemented, but we are fucking cunts over here because our politicians are fucking idiots. This is completely stupid. When you meet anybody from outside of Stockholm, the way they talk about like marijuana or hash, it's like it's worse than heroin and alcohol is the only cure for your body to feel safe. This is literally what they fucking say. What, what, why would I use that? That's dangerous. I drink liquor every night. You're a fucking idiot. That's why you drink liquor. Yeah, don't, don't, don't put down alcohol. I mean, it's not the greatest drug, but it has its oh, place. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. But uh, it's I like good. drinking. I like drinking as well. Um, <clears throat> but I, I've been to Switzerland, I've been to Portugal, I've been to Spain, and I've been to Denmark, and their attitude is they just they really think this is a health issue they, it's it's not a question of somebody's moral morality or th th these are bad people I know. It's, a, it's a health issue and if they treat it and they change their minds but here uh, our politicians they want drug addicts to die in the streets because they act as a deterrent for people who haven't started doing drugs yet and plus drug addicts usually don't vote for them that is also true or I'm just being honest. Uh, at I'm all. Never, yeah, they at don't all. vote. Right. Yeah. So, um... I think you should get heroin for voting. <laughs> <laughs> it, and, you know, like last... This is the second time in Europe, and, like, I have to explain to people, like, whenever they found I'm American, they complain Trump stuff to me, but, like, Jesus... What do you I mean? Trump wants to make America great again. I don't see what's wrong with that. Sorry, but America's already great. Yeah, I, I know. No, that's that's what confuses me about his slogan. Because I think I think <laughs> America is so great it shouldn't need wows. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it just should be America, Merck, Merck. But like, even that's how great I think it is, and I think his slogan should be "Make America Greatest," like it, it has always been. Because last night when I was hanging out with my friend Hussein at 7-Eleven and whenever the customer find I'm American, they, they were complaining about Trump. Like, Jesus, don't complain to me. And like, well, it's not like I'm a, I have a... And why are they complaining about Trump? It's an American saying that when you're the quickest of jumping on... Every newscast in fucking America is portraying everybody who's even have a contact with Muslim people as a fucking joke. I, I have to sit one hour every time I go to fucking America and you're telling me that people here are complaining. We're complaining about Trump because Trump is your second choice and your first choice, he's a fucking lunatic, tyrannic idiot. So of course we're gonna fucking go for that. You've given us two examples. I'm not giving him the mic for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because what I think is that America is already great. But if... <laughs> Trump wants to make it greater again, <laughs> then why won't you let him? Why is everyone putting down Trump? All he does is maybe he said some bad things about Mexicans and women and Muslims. But you know, who hasn't? I, first of all, who I hasn't said bad uh, things uh, about uh, First of all, I don't think he, he, I just have a hard time believing, I don't think he believes in things he's saying. He knows how he could get reaction from people. And, um, 
what's his name? Something Silver. Last two elections, he was like 99% accurate predicting the election. But this election, he was completely wrong about Trump. So was I. I really thought a year ago he would drop by March or April of this year. So I was, I was you know, uh, but I just think on paper. No, he's a fucktard and he's a populist fucktard and a racist, homophobic, misogynistic, po uh, populist yeah. fucktard. But, but we have shit like that in Europe too. Yeah. And Europeans don't even know who's in their own parliaments. I mean, Greek people going in a, against the United... They have a Nazi party in but parliament. They're being ruled by a communist party who doesn't know the first thing about economics. Yeah. Swedes have... What we have in our government now is beyond retarded. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't really see. I don't really see why they should fucking come down hard on America just because you want a homophobic, Muslim-hating, uh, gay-hating. You know, it's. We have that in most countries in Europe now. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. I I, I, I I don't really. I I think what's. I, I think Europeans are blind to the you know their own systems. I and I, 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 thank I, you. And and I think the part of the frustration is because. When you have your prime minister from different European countries, it really is not going to affect the war as much as, obviously, when you have a U.S. president. And I think the frustration the European feel like they don't have any say because whoever we pick will have some, one way or another, have affect the rest of the world. No, but I'm looking forward to Hillary Clinton because I think she, I mean, I'm paper, I, I, I just I, have a, I, 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 I don't think, I, because you've never had that before as a president, you know, like a space lizard. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> A closeted lesbian space lizard, and I think that's nice that you know you co you come from a country where anyone, even a closeted lesbian space lizard, can become president. On paper, she should win. Yeah. On the paper, because it's hard to see how uh, he he'll win. But people who usually support someone like Hillary tend to be liberal and young people and minorities, you know their history, they have tendency not to vote. Yep. And somebody told me, well, or somebody told me today that she fainted last night. So something weird could happen. Mm -hmm. So, but I think if I have to make a guess, she should win. Because you know, uh, the thing with the Britain, I think even people who supported with that shit, at the end of it, I think a lot of them are shocked like, Holy fuck! I didn't think this thing's gonna win, but they voted for anyway, thinking yeah. it's not gonna pass through, you know. And, um, was and they were wrong. I think what, what was the Western Church or like democracy is not a perfect system, but in a critical time, they do they do a very good job selecting the right leaders. It's the least bad system. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but here in Sweden, I mean, fuck Swedes, man. Swedes think social democracy built this country. Social democracy did not build this country. You know who built this country? A few white men who enslaved other people and did horrible, horrible things to amass fortunes. Horrible things that most people... You're talking people about these industrialists, right? Yes. Yeah. Horrible things that most people wouldn't do. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't do those things, you wouldn't do those yeah. things, Adil wouldn't do those yeah. things. Socialists believe they built this country but all they did was take their fucking pitchforks and uh, and torches and march to these poor white guys who've worked really hard and yeah. done terrible things to amass fortunes and say if you don't give us a piece of the pie we're gonna kill you yeah basically extortion 
And that's what the socialist system is. It's extortion of rich people. <laughs> that sounds like a... It was amazingly good until the last sentence. Yeah. That was like, oh, he does fuck. It's like you're giving a, a baby some candy and then you shit on him. It's like, that's what happens. No, but I'm um, like, listen, I... I, I think she's going to win, and basically what the world wants to hear her say is, Donald, you're fired. That's what they want to hear. Yeah. Um, but she's per, not going to be able to fire uh, I just don't like... Because, I mean, that, I mean, you can't fire someone who didn't get the job. Well, that's true. <laughs> I, um, what I want people who are not American to understand that uh, because... Um, if if there's if some people are supporting Trump, I don't necessarily think because they're racist. They I think a lot of them are frustrated and they're poor because if you select Hillary Clinton, they know it's going to be same shit uh, uh, continue same shit is going to continue on. And if you're poor, if it continues same, they're going to be in shit shithole. So and they'd rather destroy the entire country so everyone gets poor. Well, that's what they're doing, but but they're frustrated with the thing, the way things are going. So they want to pick somebody different. Even though when you ask them, second question, which is, do you honestly think he's he's going to make things better for you? No, but they're just fed up with the system. I think that's I think that's a lot of the frustration. And plus, more people know Donald Trump because of all the reality TV show. I'm just being honest with you. But more people know who he is through the TV show. All the conservative Republicans who ran against them, they learned a new lesson that this is a new era. Yeah. You know, like traditionally, this is a, a you know, you know a lot of supermodels. So traditionally, supermodels make it big in the states from New York City. You know, those runway and things like that. But recently, all the big ones from California, uh, uh, the, the the Kendall. Jenner, Cardassian, uh, Gigi Hadid, that uh, Palestinian girl, you know, all these are girls with high social media followers. So the traditional girls who make cover of the Vogue, uh, the power has shifted from New York City to California. You know, Understandable. So Because who used to pick the old supermodels? The one with no breasts and no ass that looked like 12-year-old boys. Four agency. And Gay Anna people. went tours in New York City. But... Yeah. Um, you know, whenever there's a new changes, there, there's, uh, you know, the pe people in the old position of old power are frustrated because they're losing power. But new, the new people, new innovators, you know, like these girls are from California, Instagram, 30, 40 million followers. Well, they're going to get a cover of Vogue, you know. So um, we're, we're in a, for sure, transition era now. Yes. You know? Interregnum is uh, the Latin term between systems it's when the old system stopped working yeah but we still haven't gotten a new system and some economists call it so where do you think the fault line lies to have this i'm serious now where do you think the fault line lies where is the new fault line in where politics? the where the power is at no no like uh, traditionally traditionally in europe yeah the fault line has been between left or right 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 and the same in the u.s sort of it's conservative or liberal right yeah but now you have a new fault line oh i see what you're saying well, i believe there must be a new fault line and where do you think that fault line is in europe well across the world because i have a pretty clear idea where i think let me hear it I think it is between uh, traditionalists or nativists, tribalism, and modernity. Yes. Globalization versus fragmentation. Right. 
Yeah. So either we have uh, this. Uh, e either you you're uh, going through a progress. You're a progressive. I'm a progressive. Yes. Um, because I want us to legalize legalize drugs right. and colonize space and all that shit. Uh, because I'm like really looking forward to colonizing space. And I think to some, some extent you're a realist because we're always changing with a bigger world. No, but it, this is the same. What I see this battle taking place everywhere. Yeah. I see it in the States. Yes. I see it in Europe uh, between, because nationalists and communists, regardless of if they're on the left or right yeah. of the political spectrum, they are trying to preserve something old. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and in <clears throat> Europe, I don't think we see pro the progressive alternatives as much. Right. And in the Muslim world, you see the same. It's between progressives who want to secularize liberal democracy. Right. Uh, but they are very few, very, very few. Basically just students from urban areas and you have these big groups of Muslim traditionalists of different creeds and colors and sects who want to maintain or even go backwards to the 1200s. Uh, and you see the same here because the Swedish Democrats, they're not saying let's colonize space and get yeah. rid of state surveillance and legalize pot. They're saying let's go back to the 70s and 60s when America was great. Uh, or at least they think Sweden was great then. It wasn't. It was just greater than it was I, I, in the I, I 1800s. Personally, I, don't, I personally don't know a fault line, but I will say that um, um, anybody who follows U.S. politics know that no president has won without winning Ohio, state of Ohio. Yeah, I know. Okay. As you know, Ohio, Pennsylvania, western New York City, uh, Indiana, those are Rust Belt. For those uh, you don't know, it's basically there uh, in Michigan where there used to be former manufacturing base. And these people tend to be resistant to international trade and importing stuff. They want high tariff to prevent cheap products going because they want to make the uh, products from the, you know, They 40, want 50, work right. and they want their, pays, uh, their paychecks to be higher. And right. if they have to compete with people from China, that won't be a possibility. And I think if Trump ended up winning, one scenario that they were talking about is if he somehow get most of those Rust Belt states saying, I would put so much fucking uh, tax on the China products, you know, basically anti-NAFTA uh, stand, basically. And um, I, I guess, I, I don't want to say if, if they're anti-foreigners, it, it's maybe because economic issues, because um, I, I, I'm one of those minorities, I feel like, white people have feelings too. You know, you, 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 if you're a liberal person running for office, you can't neglect the whites. They, they have a genuine uh, grievance, too, because I've been to those Appalachian mountain They're area. losing privileges. Yes. That's what's happening. Yeah. Privileges, they didn't sign up for losing. Yes. And uh, most of them weren't necessarily thinking they were taking something yeah. away from someone else. But if you, if you compare that to Sweden, yeah. uh, what you have here is you have a, a, a working class movement, the yeah. unions, uh, then they have, already, they have all, all, always gone around telling their workers that we are good people because yeah. we're solidaric. We're, 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 we're for solidarity. And what they meant was we're solidaric to people within Sweden. Right. We're not solidaric to people, work, working class people in Poland or Ukraine yeah. or China or Malaysia or wherever. But what you need to do if you were a, a Swedish union and you really wanted to stand up for those ideals, you'd need to get some international union going that can work for 
uh, workers' rights on an international level, on a global scale. So to I speak. just think that's a difficult proposition. That's an almost impossible oh, proposition. Impossible. And also, uh, globalization on the capitalist side, uh, from <laughs> the perspective of the companies and the corporations, Be uh, have gone too far. They have a head start that is right. enormous. Be because the workers' union in Sweden will or, or gripe about cheap Chinese product, but the workers in China say they want bigger open global market because they're willing to work cheaper and Precisely. things like that. Yeah. So you have a two different workers' union, have a yeah. two different objectives. But if they, they were honest about solidarity, they'd realize that this is the only type of solidarity that, yeah. that can exist in a modern world because globalization is not going to stop. Right. Now, um, there is this a writer right now. Um, I, I, I think his name is J.D. Vance. I apologize if I, I'm not saying his name right, but his book is right now like a, a New York Times bestseller, number one or maybe in top two or three. Uh, at least I ordered a book. I didn't get it because I left for Europe, but it's called Hillbilly. Hillbilly uh, uh, um, yeah, I know it. Oh, Hillbilly, uh, not uh, uh, Elegy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and um, I, I, I know what you're go where you're going. And he's written about these hillbillies in, in the Rust Belts and the Midwest. He's from Ohio, yeah. come from a poor neighborhood. And one time his mother was so crazy that while she was driving him on the freeway, I'm going to slam the car into a building, kill both of us. Yeah. That's the background he came. But he uh, got an army scholarship. He went to Ohio State. He went to law school, a Duke, something really prestigious. Now he's like a top executive in uh, Silicon Valley doing uh, fabulous rich before selling this bestseller, but he was saying his exception to the rule because he, we're, from most of the people in his neighborhood, those people never get out of that system. Those yeah. are people with the life of high unemployment, uh, xenoph uh, you know, the, the xenophobic, via, misogynist, misogyny, uh, uh, they have addiction, much addiction yeah. to uh, uh, heroin and pain, uh, opiates, alcoholism, and the violence. So he was he really was lucky that he found a teacher that looked after him. He's, uh, he was naturally gifted and smart, well, got multiple scholarships, serving military, and he's a well-rounded person. But what, what happened to the rest of the other group, you know? What and, to do with the plebs? Yeah. Yeah, a question for every society. Most societies have solved it, and you uh, Americans have solved it uh, that way many times. You send them out to war. Yeah. That's what you do. And you know me, um, I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm very like. I mean, all the teasing that that you and Adio gives me, I've been very, very lucky that I've got to travel different parts of the world. And you guys are very generous. I, 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 I I'm more consciously optimist, optimistic because if I decide not to do comedy and get a regular job, I can't because I have enough network of people. I can make adjustment, you know what I mean? But yeah. I've been very lucky, like I get to meet you guys, I go to another country, and I think, uh, you know, I mean... Even you promised this podcast was going to be my big break in America. <laughs> um, no. no. Last no. time I did it. And it's going to be a big break in this room. Yes, and yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm really hoping that this will land me some sort of blockbuster uh, franchise. You, you might get maybe free teriyak chicken in States. That's about it, you know. Free we asked him to get it today because of Aaron. We went into a store to get some ice cream and he quoted a joke from Aaron and we got three ice creams for free. I've never felt so. The guy just took a look at me life. and he was like, uh, uh, "You're well endowed and have natural rhythm." <laughs> he has a joke about that. Because that was one of my first jokes, so he he uh, he gave us uh, yeah. free ice cream, 
He gave me free sorbet because I prefer sorbet to water. Per- personally, I don't have a kid. I'm not married. I'm so happy with the li- even li- limited amount of resource. I'm able. Yeah, uh, I'm still able to travel the world, and when I meet different kinds of people, and I have a good uh, time, intimate conversation with them, I I am very optimistic. I'm just scared for people who fear the future and fear overseas. But and fear. if you had known what life uh, your mother was going to give, uh, like conceive you into, wouldn't you, as a small, like uh, fetus? have uh, just taken the navel cord, wrapped it around your neck, and throw yourself out wow, of her there's vagina. A of lo- there's a lot of Yoshi love fest tonight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I guess I'll come back soon in 2021. <laughs> um, this is how we show love. Yes, I know. But, um, so personally, I'm, I, I am optimistic because, you know... How uh, can you be optimistic? Have you met people... I'm optimistic for myself personally, but uh, how can you be, even be optimistic for yourself? Your jeans are torn yes. at your knees, as if though you've been standing on your knees with an open mouth for too long. Right, and and providing pleasure you support for the world. yourself by medical tests, which I salute yes. because you're doing it for the human race, and I love it. But no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm just doing it for money. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I, I have no concern you. about finding cure for cancer. I see you as the most her- uh, genuine hero in this room. Because of your medical tests, we might get <laughs> we might we might we might get medicine that saves people lives, yeah. and if not, it might just kill you, yeah. which is also a plus. Yeah. Anyway, we don't need more people on Earth. Stop doing fucking medical testing. Let right. Just perish. Look, when bad things happen to me, I could make joke about it. That's good for everyone. If yeah. something good happened to me, this is a good thing for me. So I, I, I have no fear about that, but. I'll, I'll say we'll, we'll finish in a few minutes. I, I will say that I, I am very, very sad that some of the friends and, and acquaintances I've lost over the years, and especially suicide, because I think they just give up. My attitude is, you just never know because one minute you think there's some intractable problem, we have a way to figure out solution to it. You know, I mean, as uh, horrible as some people, and let, sometimes that solution is suicide. Yes. But thanks. <laughs> you're I'm, trying I'm talking to, to you're, I'm talking to a, a Swedish Camus over here. Yeah, but uh, you're you're always you're always trying to like end the podcast on a positive note. Yeah, yeah. I and think that's I'm American trying thing. to destroy that. The, it's you. an American thing. Yeah. yeah, I know. And I don't want you to do that because you're in Sweden. <laughs> yeah. You're in Sweden, and we don't end our movies on a positive note. No. Someone dies. Yes. That's it. You understand? Yes. A Jew. A Swedish comic that is typical Sweden that sense he wants to commit suicide, hate everybody, and on top of that he's Jewish, and on top of that he got like six, seven symptoms in his fucking brain. So, you know, so don't listen to everything he said. Don't cry, don't die yet. Well, I, I want to thank both of you for doing it. It's always fun. Uh, I'm glad I, I come back and saw, saw you guys. Um, so before you make a project uh, 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 prediction, Tell people where they can follow you, you know. Oh, they can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I'm, I hang a lot, a lot on LinkedIn. Do you, do, you, do you like LinkedIn? I don't use it. Because that's, I think, where it's going to happen next. You know, LinkedIn, that's where all the I cool people... I think Google just bought it. Well, no, not Google. Who cares about Google and Facebook and Snapchat and shit? Just hook me up on LinkedIn. 
It's where the cool people hang. It's uh, it's a A R O N Aaron. Yes. Flum F L A M. Yeah. Yeah. And um, his uh, it's it's always fun to see uh, Ahmed and uh, Adil and uh, Aaron, and uh, it's fun to come to Sweden. I I, I would have thought maybe I'll get along more better in Denmark, but uh, I don't know. It's just uh, just but we uh, like you here. At we, least we, me and Adil like you. We, we like you. We we fit well. Yeah, we tolerate <laughs> this motherfucker. Yeah. Oh God. Um, yeah, so um, prediction, I mean, well, election 2016, what do you think? Well, the, the American election? Yeah. I think Hillary will win because yeah. the, the political options have been quite clear on that even before Trump came into the race. And the only time they've been wrong was Brexit, so we'll see. But I think Hillary will win and uh, it will be probably a bit better from the, for the world. I, I, I think she should win, but like when there's always something unpredictable happened last minute. Like this thing, she fainting. I don't know what's the long-term impact of that. But um, I, ho- I hope she wins because um, not that I'm a fan of Clinton because I'm not, but um, I because just think the, the most important thing president should do is foreign policy, and I do not trust that guy at all. Nope. He no, think uh, doing international pageant is a foreign policy training. It's it's not. So at least she's very competent at that. And uh, I, I, I think she won't. But I will say this much. Win or lose, Trumpism is here to stay. It's not going away because it's election. Even if he loses, that shit is not going away. And I think next Republican convention... I, I think there's going to be different because they just learn from uh, the, 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 the populist demand change and uh, they have to change, you know. What's the definition of insanity? S- doing same shit over and over and expecting different results and I think it's going to be different. But I think uh, that... No, mis- I think America, if, if you let me just quickly, I think America, I think the Republican Party is uh, going to implode. I think the Democratic Party is going to move to the right. I think uh, what centralist Sa- wha- wha- yeah. I think what Sanders started is going to be a new left-wing environmental party in the United States. Well, things that he present is very attractive to young people, but most young people haven't worked. Once they go to workplace, they I they think if you give enough time, people change. What's what's the definition of uh, a conservative oh, the funny con- uh, the definition of conservative uh, conservative is a liberal who's been robbed. That's the definition that, I don't know, Church or somebody used to mm. say. But um, hard life and uh, difficulties will change even the most open-minded people, you know? So you always say that in, in your teenage, you're, you're always right and left. And then when you turn 20, you get a bit more central liberal. Then you, by your 50s, you're conservative. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's basically, I mean, for a lot of policies the right wing do is better if you're older and have family and stuff like that and the left wing policy is usually good for young people who wants to move and travel or experience different things so it, it's not that far fetched from the truth uh, why why they say that so. I, I, I agree with you because once you get old you're thinking about retirement and security you yeah Security and if, uh, you know, like one mistake, multiple mistake that we made in Afghanistan, Iraq, is that they don't give up our freedoms and shit like that. First thing they ask for is security, because if you don't provide security, freedom and McDonald's, none of that shit means anything, including well, we, you read Thomas Hobbes, you, yes. you know that social contract, security, and people are willing to give up. I mean, I don't like it, but the reality is people are willing to give up a certain amount of personal liberty for safety. Absolutely. So you need to balance those two things out. But yeah, Behind this is a, the thin veil of civilization, 
the life of man is short, brutish, and poor. Yes, Thomas Hobbes, and uh, I, I, I think, I think the next president have to kind of balance between uh, Rene Descartes, Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Hobbes, and Machiavelli. You and Jenna McCarty. <laughs> And you, you have to juggle all four of those things to be a pragmatic politician. But anyway, thanks for doing it. It's always fun talking to you guys. This was a really hectic because I, I didn't know I was going to be hanging out with Ari Shafir. And um, it's always fun to see um, you guys here. So I hope you guys come back to the States. I mean, um, uh, believe it or not, I think emails people asking, like, hey, when, when is Aaron and Adil coming back to the States? I have no idea. But I hope, I hope you guys come back. As soon uh, as possible. And you will put us up. I, I don't know about that, but because um, I'm, I'm living with it, I'm just housing these guys. But I'll, 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 I'll ask if uh, you guys could stay with Russell's place. That, uh, cool. that at least I could do, you know. And um, I like that. So, good luck. And uh, if they if they do make the third Girl with the Dragon tattoo movie, I hope you get the third dead white girl. I really do too. That that would be a record trifecta right there. He ended up dating first two movies. Yeah. Dead wife victim from both. Someone movies. has to inform the new actress that I am, you know, alive. And uh, oh, before I finish, how big is that, Alicia? How, how do you say what's her last name? Uh, I don't know. Huh? Alicia, yeah, uh, Vikander, Vikander, I think. Yeah. Uh, in Sweden or? Yeah. I mean, everybody knows she's Swedish now, but she's never been big in Sweden because she she obviously haven't lived here that much. Uh, I mean, her parents. But we're like, proud. Yeah, fine. I mean, yeah. we're as proud I, 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 of her as I, we are of you, Wilkinaman. Yeah, everybody, everybody knows she's Swedish now, so everybody said, "Oh, she's Swedish now." But you yeah. know, but ten years ago, who the fuck knew who that was? Yeah. Or even when she did her first movie, a lot of people were like, "She's got a Swedish name." Who the fuck yeah. is this? And then I looked at IMDb. I was like, Wait, "Oh, wait, she's that's not a Swedish name." Yes, no, it is. No, it is. But everyone reacted. They were like, "Why does this American actress have a Swedish name?" Yeah. I see. So, it was kind of like that. We didn't because she has. She's not brought up in Sweden. I think she is. She's yeah. both. Both she's. I think is she? she? I think she's lived abroad quite a lot. Huh. Uh, well, we can look that up. But I, I could have sworn I read that she grew up in some small town in Sweden and yeah, she, okay. she she started as dancing, but something where ballerina shit didn't quite work, so she went acting. That's if I remember right. But anyway. All right, boys. Thanks, thanks for doing it again. Um, this is uh, like the third to last one, and I, I have one up, two episodes, and I'm done. Uh, late, mid to late October. Crazy Gothenburg. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mixed up. There was the other Swedish girl, the blonde, that, that, is, uh, that are in these uh, superhero movies as well. This is an, another Swede girl, and I think she's brought up abroad. Uh, I don't remember her name, but at least if you can, this from Gothenburg. Sorry. Yeah, she's so she's. I mean, she's she's very popular in the states right now. So, Aaron, thank you. Um, so uh, I will see you in the states, and uh, this is the last time you're doing it. So thank you very much, sir. Thank you. All right. <laughs>